Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rework Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Papa News of PapaNews.com in Omaha, Nebraska, and in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-hosts, Catherine Ironwood of LuckyMojo.com in Forestville, California, and Contraman Ali of TheContraman.com in Mission Viejo, California. This week, we'll be joined by a special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Rootworkers, Co-Meadows of CoMeadows.com in Auburn, Alabama, bringing us today's topic on faith in spiritual work and leaders. Afterwards, we'll take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or root work as divined and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first, let's catch up with our co-hosts, Miss Cat and Conjurman Ali. Miss Cat. Hi, Papa Newt. I'm Hello. glad to have you on my side as my announcer. What a bright, <laughs> cheerful voice you have today. <laughs> Thank you. I I hate to tell you all, I'm still coughing from these damn wildfires. They really set my lungs off, so I'm going to uh, try to keep the coughing down to a dull roar. I do not have a mute button. We, worth, we went through this now. I think this is week three. So... Um, Send me some prayers for my lungs, cause it's just um, it's getting better. It's slowly getting better, but I'm not I'm not as good at um, my vocal uh, skills right now as you are, Papa Newt. So um, I'm going to uh, start off with just a little bit of news about what's happening here at Lucky Mojo, and um, I haven't been at work as much as I often have been because I've been um, trying to recuperate from being laid low. But um, I have been working a lot on the web, and because you know, I'm not, I can't just sit there. I got to do something. But um, I've been working a lot on the on the World Wide Web, and uh, today I just accomplished a little goal that I had set for myself, which was to uh, have 200 pins at my Pinterest board and over 400 followers. And I made both of those deadlines right before the show started. So if you go to my Facebook page, you'll see a little link. It says 200 pins and 440 followers. And when I went back and checked on it, I already had 450 followers. Yay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Yay for me. (laughs) Yay for me. Even when I'm flat on my back, I can do a little something and say hi to people. But what I did in doing that, um, that Pinterest thing was I also learned a lot about what other people had up and I was very very pleased. I have to say I was actually almost touched. I could say emotionally so many of the things I was going to pin people had already done it. In other words, there were people ahead of me pinning my stuff up there on their Pinterest boards and that made me feel really great. So thank you to everyone who has put me on your Pinterest board. <laughs> um it just made me feel really um loved and I and I it was a warm happy feeling. 
All right. Now, um, I'm going to bring in Conjurman Ali. And um, Oh, by the way, if you're wondering what the name of my Pinterest board is, it's just as simple as can be. Hoodoo, Conjure, Root Work, Folk Magic Spells. That's oh, it. Oh, wonderful. Hoodoo, Conjure, Root Work, Folk Magic Spells. And, um, you know, it's the, the idea is to get some links going on to some of the other stuff that, that we all know and do. All right. Um, so, Conjurman Ali... I know things are exciting in your world, especially. I can I just say something, hun? Have mm-hmm. you been following the political news lately? Oh, have I? <laughs> oh, I have mean, I. you're my you're my go-to expert on the Middle East. You, your head oh, must be exploding. It is insane uh, between what's going on in the U.S. What's going on? I mean, we were just for those that don't know, uh, there was all sorts of crazy stuff. In addition to like the ongoing wars, the Syrian civil war, the bombing of Yemen, Saudi Arabia up and decided to arrest several billionaires. So Al Talal, who's one of the biggest uh, Saudi billionaires, one of the royal families, was just arrested. Um, this is a guy who has uh, like the second largest shares in Fox. So this, just to give you an example how far his reach is. And yeah. for those of us that are observers and commentators and scholars of the Middle East, we've noted that this current regime has been very interesting. In particular in Saudi Arabia, what they do is they succession is by brother. So the Ibn Saud line goes brother to brother to brother. This is the first time we're seeing it break apart in which the succession is going to go to the son, who is also the defense minister leading the war, unfortunately, and quite tragically against Yemen. Um, and so this shakeup, these arrests, which are supposed to be like anti-corruption arrests, um, seem like it's another attempt to consolidate power. So it's some interesting, interesting stuff. And, you know, not to toot my own horn, but I, when I did my yearly reading uh, for 2017, this is exactly what I was talking about, right? I said this was going to be the year of creeping poisons and corruptions that come to, to light. And between the Bob Mueller investigation and people getting arrested left and right and Saudi Arabia overthrowing its own kind of trying right. to use corrupt it's it's been crazy. Well well you did predict this and and I'm um very much in awe. <laughs> now like I said, um I I consider you my go to guy when it comes to world politics. You know more about it than most of my friends. And You're very uh, kind. you you and William Stick Evers are the two mm. room workers who um you know, who are interested most in world politics. But but oh, um, yeah. when I saw this thing with Saudi Arabia and I'm gonna say something else here. You know everyone knows my interest in genetics. And there were just mm-hmm. photo after photo after photo of these guys. They all look alike. They all dress yes. alike. They all yes. got arrested. It looked to me. I, I'm, I'm not. I know people are going to hate me for saying this, but it looked to me like one of those fabulous little um, YouTube videos of like a whole litter of pug puppies. You oh, know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, there were a whole yeah. litter of a whole litter of um, oh I don't know you know corgis. They look so similar. I couldn't tell one from the other. They're all brothers, like you said. They're all cousins. Uh-huh. They're all princes. They're all wearing the same clothes, and they're all been, uh, quote, detained, unquote. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I just went, I 
just thought, now what we need is some nice ladies to come and rescue them because, you know, these are rescue puppies. I, I just couldn't figure it out. I, I swear to God, it was the strangest thing I ever saw. Um, you could definitely call them a litter of princes. That's very true. A litter of princes. It was a litter of princes. Well, you know, and I, and I, and I don't make no secret about it. I have a, a slightly skewed autistic look at the world, and um, that's what I saw. <laughs> So, quite, quite but, accurately, but you, did, I must say. you did predict it. I did, I did call it. But it's it's yeah. interesting to see it come to light, and it was very bizarre. And you're right, just seeing the photos, I was like, wow, this is there's there's a strangeness there when you see those photos, and they all kind of look like the same person. They're from the same litter, man. It's weird. It's it's weird. Um. I just don't know. I mean, imagine. Let's just let's just um, digress here a minute. Imagine if one day you'd woke up, and we were in um, I don't know, you know, 1700s, and all the Habsburgs had been arrested. Yeah. And they all would That's look exactly the same. You, know, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But that yeah. didn't happen. Yeah. I'm just saying. Or <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, whoa, that was just really odd. All right. Well, thank you for thank you for indulging my uh, rather. Um, Skewed interest in this. I, 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 I'm, you can tell there's a chuckle in my voice. I, I'm sure there are people suffering, and I'm sure this is not going to end well. But there's that no. moment when you just look at it and you go, "Is this The Simpsons or is this reality?" Right. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. you have to. You, you, you know, I'm with you. Sometimes you just have to chuckle at the surrealness of it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot. Now, this kind of leads a little bit sideways into what our topic is. And our topic is faith in your work, faith in spirituality, mm-hmm. and faith in your leaders. And um, before we get into faith in our leaders, I'm just going to say um, my my uh, favorite quote on that topic is by Bob Dylan. Don't follow leaders, watch your parking meters. Oh, and yeah. people think, oh, it's just a rhyme, it's just a rhyme. But watch your parking meters is mean, mainly about watching your elapsed time. You only have so much time on this earth. You only have so much time in this life. Don't mm-hmm. follow leaders. Watch your parking meters. In other words, don't give over the entirety of your life to a leader. Um, look at what you're doing. You know, park your own car and watch your elapsed time. Well, that's my way of thinking of it. Now, we're bringing in our guest and co is going to look at this probably from a slightly different point of view than I do. I have to say, and one more thing before I bring Co in, there was a very good uh, Now You Know show this last Thursday, just a few days ago. If you haven't seen that, now you I mean heard that Now You Know show with Professor Charles Porterfield, um, he had it, it was called Complaints. And you'd think, oh, it's just about complaints. But what he ended up talking about was root workers who complain about their own clients and who complain about their lives on Facebook. And this goes to the idea of faith in our leaders, faith in your initiatic priests, faith in your teachers, faith in the products that you purchase. There's a lot of that we do in faith. And there's a lot that we should be cautious about how faithful we are. So now, having said that, I'm going to bring mm. Co in. Hi, Co. How are things with you? Um, things are fine. Things are fine. Just trying to catch up on some rest um, and all those great, wonderful things. 
Um, of course, I know many people are well aware that um, a variety of air members just finished up the Conjure Gala in Denver, Colorado, mm-hmm. uh, which was absolutely incredible. Um, one of the best things about it um, was I, I, you know, I'm a boy of the South, and I quickly realized I understand the spirits of the South, the people, the animals, the plants, but I've never been to Denver before. So one of the very first spirits that made themselves known to me were the spirits of the mountains. And um, I thought that was absolutely one of the most beautiful, enchanting things, um, Mm. you know, going to Denver and um, meeting the people there and walking across that land and hearing what um, beautiful history that Denver had that I had no idea about. Um, Like I said, we had a variety of great air members there and air and um, supporters of air members, and you know, so we had Candela Kimbisa, uh, Michelle Jackson, Amberzine Laguerre, Professor Porterfield, Professor Ames, as well as myself, and um, it was just a very beautiful, fun experience. Maybe a little bit too much fun at the end, but nonetheless, um, we had a great, beautiful time there. I think they're getting ready to gear up for the next year. Oh, that's um, wonderful. Well, I, yeah, I've i heard from others, too, that it was a good success, and I'm glad mm-hmm. to hear that. Uh, Denver is, yeah. you know, kind of not in what we would call traditional root work land, but this is showing us something, too, and this, again, feeds into our topic, that hoodoo is becoming what we might call more of a world-class magical way of working. It is um, not something that you, um, and I remember being told back in the day, oh, you can't possibly do hoodoo because you're white. Then I was told you can't do hoodoo because you weren't born in the South. People who told me that, well, interestingly enough, they were white, but, you know, they wanted to own a piece of it. But what we found out over the development of the Internet, and the Internet is good and the Internet is bad, both, but we found out that hoodoo has um, become something that people seek to learn about all over. Mark my Mm -hmm. words, there will be a conjure festival held in Japan. There will be. Oh, yeah. There will be. And then we'll all go, oh, yeah. Or it might be Singapore. It might be Singapore or Hong Kong. It might be Japan. It will happen. And when that happens, we're going to be looking at something very similar to what happened with other aspects of African-American culture. I mean, who would have thought, just, you know, who would have thought that Muddy Waters would perform in Paris, right? Right. But it did, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, from you know, Mississippi and, to Paris. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I would, I mean, in getting, like, deeper into the topic here in a little bit, um, I it's interesting that you mentioned that. But um, something else is going on with me that many people may not know is my company, the Comedos Conjure, is having the Hoodoo Queen Conjure Fair in Mobile, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the first time Alabama has ever had anything like this. Um, you know, living in the Bible Belt, you got to be careful. But it's very much like Denver in a sense. Like you said, there's not a whole lot of people. Denver isn't known of isn't known um, for conjure and hoodoo and root work. And you do hear about it in the South. You know, people believe, you know, this is where it all was born and raised because of the um, enslaved people. 
However, mm-hmm. because we do live in the Bible Belt, it is very hush-hush. Now, I would tell you some of the baddest root workers I know are all sitting in the church pews each Sunday and every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but yes. um, it's still very, very quiet. So I have a pretty good following down here. So we're going to be holding the Hoodoo Queen Conjure Fest um, in February of 2018. Um, and it's going to be t- February 24th. It's going to be beautiful, times of fun. Um, again, and this is why I wanted to do the topic that I did today is because the Little Queen Contra Fed is going to be building the foundation of new workers, number one, as well as strengthen the foundation of older workers, um, mm-hmm. giving you exactly what I was given as a child. Um, because of what I was given as a child, my faith in my work, my faith in the things that I do, my devotion, my prayers, um, my readings, my anointings is unshakable and it's unbreakable because of that mm-hmm. foundation. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I really wanted to tap into that and just give people um, some really, really important things they need to know regarding how spirit, how African-American conjure works. Um, And and speaking about just like Japan or even Denver, something that's very important that I think people need to understand, and I say this all the time, and I know, Ms. Kat, you've even said it yourself, call it what it is. Conjure, to me, in 2017, it doesn't reflect directly to African-American conjure. Now, most people would like for it to do that and think that, But the reality of it is this. Conjure at this day and age is a big umbrella. Under Mm -hmm. that umbrella, you have a variety of different traditions. For example, um, the way my family worked in Lafayette, Louisiana, or in Georgia, or in Alabama, could have been very, or I guarantee you, is very different than, um, than someone who is of Cajun descent versus Creole descent and how they work which is going to be very different than someone from Texas or Denver or California. So the traditions do vary or whatever else. And I think um, one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to bring up this topic was because when I was in Denver at the gala, I witnessed so many great, wonderful people, and they were so hungry. When I go to Atlanta and I do readings, I see a lot of hurt people, a lot Mm -hmm. of wounded people. And I understand that wound and that hurt has come from people who are, for example, claiming to know African-American conjure when in actuality they've made up their own eclectic conjure situation that they're doing, but they want to Mm -hmm. call it African-American conjure. And things they don't understand about the African-American community concepts and or religions, um, they, 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 you know, like I said, if someone goes to um, a root worker and they get a, a, a money jar or, or a honey jar or something, and they think that is the only one true way to work, but then you come to me and I don't give you a honey jar with a candle on top of it and I give you dirt, then they're like, hold up. You know, for, for 10 years now, everyone's been giving me a jar saying this is what conjure is. What are you doing? And, right. and the, the, the thing that, that really um, struck a chord with me about getting into the faith of working is so many people have been hurt through thinking that they're getting work done, their readings are inaccurate, um, they, they, they spend thousands. This woman told me she has spent thousands on a worker 
and had not seen any movement. And then she comes to me and she goes, Cole, you know, I'm a little bit worried. I've already spent about $3,000 on this work. I haven't seen any movement. Mm-hmm. And now I'm coming to you as a last resort. Okay, mm-hmm. this is why it is important. And when I tell people faith, faith is to know. And the best way that you can know things, not question it, is to have a divining system. Mm-hmm. To get divination, to have a divination, get get a reading, use a pendulum, flip a coin, you know, something that is going to give you a true divine answer so that when you take that step on your spiritual journey, you don't have to question if it's right or if it's wrong because you know that it is. I'm going to jump in here with something. You you mentioned something. We've talked about it on this show before, and Professor Porterfield has talked about it on his show, the people who spend thousands of dollars and get nothing. But, you know, a lot of times, and we all kind of um, roll our eyes a little bit, it's these um, younger white women t- tend to do this. They they are afraid to go find a black root worker or someone who works in a down-home country-style way, whether they are black or white. They they want to have a candle burn because it's clean and whatever. They think that's going to do it. Just burn a candle. It'll work for me. But I'm going to tell you something that I had happen to me this last week, and this was a real heartbreaker. An African-American woman in her 50s who back in the, the, the early 2000s when I had copies of Harry Hyatt's books for sale from Harry Hyatt's estate, and these were the, the interviews that Mr. Harry Middleton Hyatt had made with 1,600 black root workers from 1936 to 1970, and these books were rare. And this woman had bought these books, and then she told me, somebody told her to throw them away mm. because they were no good. And she threw out basically um, 5,000 the traditional yeah. spells and the words of 1,600 ancestors because someone told her, oh, no, 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 we don't do that anymore. We don't do that. We're going to do this other thing. And she believed them. She regretted it. She said, can't you get me those books again? Oh, no, no, honey, they're, they're thousands of dollars. Now, I didn't sell them for that. I sold them what I paid for them. But, but I, the point is that... It isn't just the foolish young white girl who wants her boyfriend back who will follow a false leader. This woman should have known better. She had a family mm. that had been practicing this work, but someone just told her, "Oh, don't do it. You're not going to that's not good. You want to do something else." So, faith is like you said, unbreakable, unshakable. If you have faith, you have to have a ground for it. One ground yes. is divination. One ground is belief in God. One ground is belief mm-hmm. in your family, your ancestors. Mm-hmm. But always remember, anybody can make a foolish mistake and put mm-hmm. their faith in the wrong person. Now, I'm not saying the, anything about the person who told her to do that. I almost wanted to ask, and so did he end up with the books? <laughs> but I didn't ask. Um. I didn't want to embarrass the woman. But... Sometimes we have faith. Uh, I'll give you another example. Uh, There's a company that makes extremely bad oils. I'm just going to say these things are toxic and leave it at that. Y'all know who I'm talking about. They are toxic, okay, toxic uh, hoodoo oils. Mm 
and the man who um, ran that company was interviewed, and he said, oh, it doesn't matter what's in them. Everybody has faith in them. It's their faith that makes them work. Mm. Well, that's yeah, not going to cut it either. Yeah, it's that's a not cut it. <laughs> it's a misuse of faith. In other words, yeah. don't be careful. Be very careful when people say, do you have faith? Now, I'm going to give you one more example. This is why I said don't follow leaders. Watch parking meters. Yes, you should follow leaders. Obviously, we all need a guide on the on the road. We need a guide if we are confused or perplexed or if we're just studying and learning. But look around and don't trust mm-hmm. everyone. But um, But always ask and test the spirits. Have some faith in your own faith. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is, Absolutely. I think, what's super and I, just important. Just to add on to that, I, um, you know, I, I've gotten, I had a client. I wrote down a question that um, a client asked me, and I thought it was beautiful. She says, Co, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> she says, Co, um, is it does does the spiritual work do spells happen in waves? And my answer very quickly was no. And this is why I said the only thing that fluctuates in spiritual work is patience of the client and the faith of the client. And and this is on the on the client tip of it all because when the work is done and, and if, if a true root worker knows their abilities, and that's a, that's another um, thing to talk about, is every root worker can't do it all. And because you are a root worker doesn't mean that you are a reader, and because you're a reader doesn't make you a root worker. But some people think you've got to have both if, you, if you're going to do hoodoo or conjure. But anyways, I told her to no. When the work is done and that, work, and that worker knows that they have done what they're supposed to do and how to do it and they listen to spirit, it is done. Now, can you... To your part as a client, know within that worker, know within that work, and also understand that patience within that working is very important. And this is what my dad has always told me. Patience is the key element to strengthen your faith because it's when you ask for things and you don't get it right away, it is the ancestors, it is your God or your goddesses or the universe saying, how much do you truly know within me? And when, you, and when you have that kind of unshakable faith and patience and those things, your product, your manifestations or your desires will manifest appropriately. The bad thing is when you don't have that patience and that faith and you plant that seed, I want that husband, you plant that seed, well, you're, you're impatient, so you're going to pull that seed up. Has it worked yet? Oh, no, I'm going to put it back. Oh, is it work yet? I pull it up. So you never give that seed time to actually take root. And then you have to nurture it, allow it to grow. Mm-hmm. And then after it grows into the healthy, you know, manifestation it's supposed to be, and you've done your job and you've strengthened yourself as well, then you can obtain that blessing. And I just think a lot of um, clients, even in regards to that, need to know this is how some work happens. The, the the people will ask me often, Cole, how quickly do you, does your work take root? How, how quickly does it manifest? It really, one, depends on the, the level of the work. For example, if you are dealing with a root worker, a true root worker, a true spiritual worker, they would tell you, okay, look, darling, 
I don't do love work well or I don't do love work at all or, you know, it's not my best suit. I can do it, but it may take a while. Or I'm going to send you to someone else or even I can do this, but you're going to have to be patient with me. It's going to be a little bit more time than what you think or whatever. And to be honest, as spiritual workers, you must be honest. You Mm -hmm. have to be honest. Building that loyalty, and that's a big thing with me. I am a very, very loyal person to a fault. And if that loyalty is ever broken, you can throw it away. You you can mm-hmm. completely throw the whole situation down the garbage. And 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 the thing about it is a lot of clients, and this is what I tell people, it's not about your intentions. It's not about the intention of, of what you're putting into that work. It is your discernment, your clarity, and the anointing of that worker you know, they, right. they say um, the road yeah, to hell I, I, is paid you know, for good intentions. Cole, I want to bring Ali in here because we haven't let him talk yet, and he has a lot to say about this too, I know. Um, but Gia said something in the chat, and I'm going to quickly bring this in. She said, we are community. It matters to be connected. And this is important so as not to get um, suckered mm-hmm. into the follow-me-only uh, type yes. of leader. You know. Anyway, Ali, what do you have to say on this topic? Actually, I think that's a that's a fantastic kind of preamble to what I was going to say, um, because I do think that in many ways, faith uh, and in this work, and especially in Hudu, this is what I think people don't quite understand, but hopefully they will from this conversation. Is there something happened? I think in, in the rise of the internet age and the rise of DIY and do it yourself that people assume they've almost brought in the kind of solitary witch mentality to hoodoo, right? That it's something mm. that you do at altars, right? And, and even the word, right? We use altars in an anthropological sense ourselves, but even the word itself is, it has a certain connotation. It's the work you do quietly in your altars. But the reality is that this work was, is communal. So there's two relationships, and this is at the heart of all spirituality. There's a vertical relationship, that relationship which you have with something greater than yourself, the source of all your power, the source of all your strength, etc. That is meant to be unshakable. Then there is the relationship that you have that is horizontal, and that is with your fellow man and woman, that is the people in your community. If either of those are lacking, something is missing in your power, in your spirituality, and in your root work. If you are not connected to your higher self, you're missing something. And if at the same time you're not connected to a community, you are missing something. When I say a community, that's not to say that you have a group of friends that you just hang out with. Community means something specifically. It's about sharing. It's about compassion. It's about service. And this is the most important thing. So the, most, the first working I've ever done, and I've mentioned this on the, on the radio show, um, the first working that I've ever done in the Hoodoo tradition when my teacher was teaching me um, was a foot washing. Now, I, funny enough, a little bit after that, I didn't offer. So there was, a, for some reason, in the beginning of what I was doing. But it was a foot washing, and it was a man who had come to see her in her little apartment. She had a very small two-bedroom apartment. He came up, and this was a man much, much older, um, probably in his 60s. Um, and he had looked like he had seen some days. He had had a really difficult uh, life. He was homeless. He was uh, going from place to place. He had no money, etc. And she quickly saw that he had been worked on. This is a man who had been broken away from his family, a man who was literally hot-footed. That's what hot-foot means. It doesn't mean go away, neighbor. It's to send someone across the world, to send them restlessly around the world. It's, it's a terrible, terrible uh, you know, curse. 
And so she, we performed a foot washing on him. And the, the emotions and the, uh, the feeling and the service and the tears, that really is what cemented what it is that we do as root workers. Right. I hear you. And I've, I've had similar experiences with physical touch. And in the yeah. old days, I would, uh, when I'd go for a reading, it was not on the telephone. It was, it was you know, you go into somebody's a place, either their office or their home, and, um, mm-hmm. you know, if they did a hand blessing on you, they would bless your hands. I mean, it wouldn't be, you know what I'm saying? It wouldn't be like a bless your yes. hands remotely type thing. And um, the emotional honesty was very obvious. You could tell right away who was a, a fraud reader and a fraud worker, and you could tell who was a true and faithful spiritual woman or spiritual gentleman and what they were doing. With the Internet, you know, that doesn't, that's harder to find out. And we need yes. to have that, It what Coe just called it, the spirit of discernment. Now, one mm-hmm. way that that can be done and Foxy Dot in the chat room says something. I want to thank you, Foxy Dot, because this is good. I usually get a couple of readings on a situation. Then I can see where they agree and focus there, says Foxy Dot. So mm-hmm. what that means is don't just be going from reader to reader to get the one who tells you, yes, 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 I'll get your boyfriend back, or whatever it may be. Yes, 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 I'll get you that promotion. Go to a few readers and see if they do agree or don't agree. If they don't agree... Mm-hmm. Keep trying until you find some sort of consensus or see what's going on. And then uh, do some readings yourself. Don't be afraid. As Co said, don't be afraid to use a pendulum or some other simple form of divination for yourself. And then when you begin to see how it looks and what the other readers are saying, then select the one who's going to be your helper. But don't just say, oh, this person has the the coolest website. I have to go to them. Mm -hmm. They may not have anything but a cool website. Okay. And, and I would sermon. like to encourage. Sorry, I would like to encourage people too. Don't judge. For example, like I said, when you're working, and I'm going to be very, very honest, when you're working with African, Southern, when you're working with Southern African American, even like for my family, Obeya, within the in the West Indies and things, we do things that some people may not think of. For example, using skull candles. Well, say, for example, you come to my house, you don't see any skull candles, but you see all these coconuts with candles on them. Mm-hmm. It's not that I'm not doing African-American root work. It's because you have now been so brainwashed with the Internet, with all of this stuff that you think that you can and cannot do. For example, you got to be, and, and well, I say that to say this, and I, and I mentioned this before on other shows, is it's very disheartening to a spiritual worker when you actually come to an African worker and tell them this isn't hoodoo, this oh, isn't yeah. conjure. I, I, I'm going to oh, say something. You I'm going to, you're going to get me, hold on. Co, I just got to, I just, I just got to jump in here. This is so true. And yet I'm going to say I've seen skull candles off for sale in catalogs going back to about 1951. So it's been around, but that doesn't mean it's been everywhere. You know what I mean? Right. It hasn't been everywhere. And, I have to say that what what we're really talking about here is taking into account and respecting regional variations and historical family traditions. Mm-hmm. I I remember and I've written about this one lady who published a book in which she said don't read, don't listen to any of those spells that are given in the Hyatt books because those people were drunk. 
How did she, she oh, wasn't even alive dear. then? And she just—they were drunk. They were drunk. Their stuff is oh, BS. And and um, now what is she saying? None come unto hoodoo but through me. That's what she's saying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So do your due diligence if you want to work in a tradition and res- yeah, if you want to work in a tradition or if you want to have it done for you in a tradition that you were not born and raised in, you need to study and learn the the landscape, the territory, because you cannot. You cannot assume that what one person tells you will be right. And um, you can't assume that what one person tells you will be wrong because you don't know enough. It's like if you all of a sudden decide you want to be a baseball player, you never played baseball, Mm -hmm. nobody in your family played baseball, nobody in your school played baseball, you're 21 years old and you want to be a baseball player. You mm-hmm. better go find some baseball players to, and learn from about it. Do you know what I'm saying? And it may be a yeah. late for you. Um, uh, most people can I just, who – oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I just want to throw in a real quick because I, uh, you mentioned something about the plan shops um, and, and how candle or skull candles. And I want to mention that something that people really forget is that supply shops, candle stores, churches that often had uh, candles that were attached to it, these were the centers of community. People mm-hmm. often forget that because in our internet age, we think of everything as kind of existing in this abstract. No, no. These were physical places, places like Lucky Mojo, candle shops, churches. These are the hearts of Hulu. That's where you went to gather, to learn, to talk Absolutely. to an elder, to train. And this is something that I think we often forget. And that's what we need to kind of bring back. I'm not saying the internet is not good. The internet is connected as all. That's fantastic. But let's also go back to those places and learn from one another and build real communities so that we can hold one another accountable I and also build faith. You, yes, Conjurman Ali, I love that. It's um, the founder of the Conjure Gala, Loretta, she says it all mm-hmm. the time. Conjure mm-hmm. is community. That's mm-hmm. right. All right. Well, we got to we we our music just played. We got to go. But that was a this was a very hot topic. I'm going to say that. Now, we have some readers uh readings rather lined up with some of our clients here. So, we're going to go to this. I think we should talk about this on another occasion. Do some more with this because it's oh, a yeah. very hot topic. Um and I and I want to thank you both for being part of it. Now, let's turn this over to Papa Newt and we'll uh, do some readings. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rework Hour with your hosts, Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ali, and this week's special guest, Co Meadows, will be right back. We'll be taking calls from our listeners, answering their questions through spiritual divination and prescribing down-home conjure remedies and remediation. Our calling clients are selected from among those who have filled out a short questionnaire at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com. You can listen to the show online through Blog Talk Radio or via telephone by dialing 818 818- 394-8535. If you filled out a client questionnaire at the form, please dial in now to 818-394-8535 and press 1 to let us know that you're available to be on the air. We will select callers by their area code, and if your area code is announced, we would like you to say hello and let me, your announcer, Papa Newt, read a brief description of your situation before turning it over to our host. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our first caller. Our first caller is a return caller calling in from uh, 229, I believe. I believe that was Georgia. Uh, this is Shay. Shay, are you there? Yes. Welcome back. I see that you were last on the show about four months ago. Uh, welcome back. And uh, I'm not seeing here in the notes. Is this about a, the same situation or is this on a different topic? I do apologize. Um, a different topic. 
All right. Thank you, Shay. And she writes, I'm having some surgery done on Febu- in uh, February, and I want to know, will I get all the money to pay for the surgery in time, and will everything go well with the surgery as far as the health-wise? Turning back to you, Ms. Kat. All right. So the question is about surgery. Um, now, I'm going to, uh, for the benefit of those who are uh, learning how to be readers, and we do have a lot of those people in the chat room over the time. I'm just going to say something real quick. I use the Rider Waite Smith Tarot. There are certain cards that have an implication for medical work, and um, I'm going to do three cards here. But just to let people know, usually when one draws wands, one is talking about naturopathic healing, and when one draws swords, one is talking about surgery. Now, many people who read Tarot say, oh, swords are always bad, bad, bad. But that is not so if the topic is surgery, if it's a good swords card. I just had to say that because I get asked this question all the time. How do you read the cards that way, Miss Cat? But the truth is swords do relate to surgery. All right, now, you want to know about this surgery. Will it go well? Well, dang. First card I got was the King of Swords. Yes. <laughs> that's that's exactly what I was talking about when I said we have a swords card that is noble, honest, and also is a person who is a team player. There are two birds overhead. Now, I could read this as a card about uh, a certain kind of man for love or a certain kind of man for a boss, but I'm reading this about surgery. What I'm seeing here is a, a couple of interesting uh, things. There are some. There's a waxing moon and a waning moon in the card. So uh, I have to ask the question, is the surgery to remove something or is the surgery to augment something? Um, it's from cosmetic surgery, so um, it's I'm getting what? something removed. It's from cosmetic surgery, so I'm getting it's something cosmetic. removed and something added. Something augmented. All right, then, then you're free of the moon. You see what I'm saying? Um, very often we look to if the moon is going uh, down, and we want to remove, say, a tumor or a cyst or something. And if we want mm-hmm. to have, like, a Botox fillers, we might want to do them when the moon is growing. But you're doing a little bit of either, so that's all right. Um, you can, you're free of the moon. This card is a very good card. King of Swords is a cautious man, a person who um, will be a helper. Next card is the sun. This is a child on a horse. You will be restored to some of your youthfulness. See what I'm saying? We got the, the the lovely kid on the horse. We have sunflowers, which stand for new beginnings every day, optimism. Lovely card. It does take place inside of a little courtyard. Keep yourself well protected. It will take a little while before you're all ready to go out. But you're going to love this surgery. You're actually going to love it. It's going to be very good for you. And uh, the third uh, card is, a again, it's just another nice uh, a card. It's it's a card that says this will be something that will make you happy, and it'll also make you feel good toward other people. Uh, feeling good about yourself is going to increase your generosity to others. The card is called the Star. It shows a naked woman, and she's a nicely proportioned naked woman. And she pours water out onto the ground, onto little flowers on one side. She pours water into a pool on the other side. She has a big star overhead. That big star has eight points on it, and that is always represented to Venus, beauty. And around her, there are seven little 
ones, the seven sisters, they're called the Pleiades. Very good. This all looks extremely, extremely positive. Okay? So I cannot say enough about this as far as to say to you, you will have an experience with this um, surgery that will be safe. It will be well-guided and well-administered. The person who's working on it, because we have the two birds close together, will stay in touch with you. In other words, check in with you as to how what you want and how you feel about things. The sun is a, a card that says you will be renewed like the sun comes up every day. The little sunflowers turn toward the sun um, every day. It's, it's a new you. It's a very happy, happy card. And it will cause you to feel just younger and better about yourself. And both the sun and the star are naked. Okay? So I'm going to ask a question. Is this facial surgery or body surgery? Um, it's body surgery. Body surgery. That's what I'm looking at because i got these naked people here. <laughs> See? <laughs> this is good. So the star, the star lady, she's just as, as lovely as can be. She's not like doing a hi, I'm naked and sexy thing. She's just a, a, a naked lady. She's happy with who she is. She feels good. And because she feels good, she's able to give to others. She gives her love. She gives her affection. She gives time. And she gives generously to others because she feels better about herself. Absolutely. This is this is a, mm-hmm. about as good as you could ever expect for, for a cosmetic surgery procedure. Absolutely fantastic. All right. So I'm going to um, turn this over to Co. And uh, Co, what do you see here? Well, as you guys were, um, you know, as you as you were reading her, I did pull out five cards. The very first card I get is first of all, I'm using the Co of Meadows. This is the card. This is a deck that. Um, that we created um, with my family with symbols and imagery that we know in our dreams and visions because it's hereditary. Um, so a lot of these things we will really know what is going on, if whoever read it. But anyways, the first card you get is a card of Sob, which actually speaks of healing, of good healing, great healing. It says that the healing is going to go easily. The next card you get is a card of the seed, which reads what you sow. This is exactly what you're looking for in this particular situation. You are going to receive exactly what you are putting in. So that's number two. The next card you get is the card of want to question, but it's in reverse. Want to question normally says insecurities, questions to be asked about oneself, uh, about the situation. This says after this is done, there will be no insecurities. Um, because it is in reverse, it shows that you honestly will have faith and you will know within yourself. Um, the last card, or the, the next to the last card, is the card of the leader. And, and the card of the leader sort of shows an entrepreneur. So, like, do you own your own business? Are you doing this for a professional reason? Um, no, I'm really just doing it for myself. Okay. Well, I don't know where this is going to. Well, I will tell you what this is going to lead to. Let me ask you this: Are you in a relationship? Um, no, not really. Okay, that's that. that there's a reason why I asked. The card of the leader is also a masculine card. It shows a crown that would fit on a king. The next card that comes after that is the card which um, I have said before is Yon Selemon, which is Y O N. 
S-E-L-L-A-N-M-O-U, which brings forth um, this balance of feminine and masculine energy coming together. So I believe even after this, that you actually will, I don't know is if after you're walking in your truth, walking in your beauty, walking with your head held high, knowing that you are hot stuff, I do believe that it's going to bring about a lot of um, attention um, to you from um, so attention that you may have not gotten before. Right. That's what I have. Um now, I'm going to uh, throw in another little idea here before we turn this over to um Ali. When we talk about going in for cosmetic surgery, a lot of people try to keep it very secret. You did not. You've mentioned it here on the radio. Of course, we don't know your business or your name or anything much about you. But there's a thing in that card that I pulled, the star, which shows a bird on a tree. And that bird tells the truth. That bird sings. That doesn't mean you're going to have to go on and start a blog, My Cosmetic Surgery Journey. But this card does recommend that if people say to you, as they, for instance, people have said to me, I say to them, I'm 70 years old. Well, you don't look 70. And I'll tell them, oh, I had plastic surgery. I don't, I don't talk it up. I don't talk it down. I just tell the truth. I did that because a lady came into my shop and did that once. I said to her, oh, you know, you you, you look happier than the last time I saw you. Which she was a customer, you know. I said, you look happier than the last time I saw you. She goes, oh, yes, I've had a chin lift. <laughs> and she was honest. And because of her, I got one. And I'm here to tell you that whatever it is that you do, if it's done right, you'll feel better about yourself. But the bird in that card of the star Part of the generosity of the star is to not lie, not hide, not not say, oh, yeah, right, this would be a, a shameful secret, but to say, no, I, I did this. This is all right. And um, I don't mean that you got to be talking about it all the time, but just say, now I, I feel a little different. I feel a little better. And if people ask and say, well, you look so good, tell them the truth. So mm-hmm. I went and I got my facelift, and then I went to a railroad um meeting, you know, model train meeting, and there was a lady sitting there next to me. And uh, she she said to me, uh, oh, you look so happy. Same thing. And I said, well, I just had a facelift. She goes, oh, are you going to have abdominoplasty too? And I said, what? And she said, I had that done 10 years ago, and it's the happiest thing I've ever done. And I thought, really? What was it like? She goes, it was real painful, but you're going to love it. So one of the things about getting cosmetic surgery is being honest. This card, the star, says tell the truth, um, help others, be of help to others, and you will be, It's as my husband said in the chat room, body modification is transformative. All right? Now, let's turn this over to Conjurman Ali. He's going to give you some ideas of how to establish this um, uh, a point of view in your mind and how to do some fabulous root work that's going to make you feel and look your best. Thank you. I, I, you've gotten some fantastic readings. Um, you know, King of Swords comes right up. Cat, you know, Cat was nailing it on the head. Comedos has given you some great insights. So what I'm going to do is give you a couple root works. First is to ensure that you have the money for this surgery because you mentioned something about that. And then the next is to ensure that the surgery goes well and you look and feel great with it. So first, let's do this, some of that money work. I want you to get yourself a gator claw. In that gator claw, I want you to put, it's going to be small. In your gator claw, you're going to put a little bit of five-finger grass and a pinch of cinnamon, and then you're going to use red thread 
to tie it up so that you hold it. So it almost looks like the gator claw is holding on to the five-finger grass and the cinnamon. Use as much red thread as you need. I'm going to wrap that thing up, keep it nice and snug. Put that into a mojo bag with a small lodestone. Small lodestone. What I mean by small lodestone is you should be able to put this in your bra, in your pocket, whatever, and it shouldn't be bulky and uncomfortable. Don't put a big old honking lodestone in there. We're talking about a lodestone grip. You put it there, put a pinch of magnetic sand, pray into this, and it's tied up, and feed it whiskey. This mojo bag will ensure that you get the money that you need in order to, to get the surgery that you want. So keep that with you. Feed it once a week up until your uh, uh, surgery. Now, what you're going to do to make yourself feel good to ensure that you're protected when you go under the knife is you're going to get a jar. In that jar, I want you to put sugar. I want you to put catnip. I want you to put althea. I want you to put bay leaves and dill seed. This is going to be used as a sugar scrub. You are going to use this in your bathing to scrub yourself. The sugar and the catnip, this is for the record, really great for your skin too. It exfoliates and makes your skin feel soft. You're going to feel beautiful. The catnip and the sugar is going to make you feel great and beautiful. The althea, the baileys, and the dill seed will protect you, will heal you, and ensure that when you go under the knife, you're safe. You want to do this before you go into surgery. Do this at least once a week. So whenever your surgery is, once a week, you're going to use this thing as a sugar scrub. When you're not using it as a sugar scrub, I want you to be lighting candles on this. White candles using attraction oil, look-me-over oil, and protection oil. You are going to light them on this jar on, um, on Mondays, and then you're going to take your sugar scrubs on Fridays. Okay? Light those candles on the Monday, Friday, set some time, do that sugar scrub, bathe in that Make yourself feel beautiful, luxurious, and wonderful. And you keep doing this every week until your surgery. And that's what I would recommend for you. They're both very simple works because I don't see that you need a lot. You just need a little bit of spiritual help in order to make sure that this goes in the right direction for you. You want to do the work to protect your money and to draw in money. That's your mojo bag. You keep that baby going. When your surgery is over, if you want to continue... To do money drawing, you can use that mojo bag. You can use the sugar scrub, but only with your doctor's recommendation because there's going to be all sorts of things that they tell you during recuperation, what you can do and what you can't do, depending on what what part of the body uh, you're going to be working on. So make sure you follow your recommendation. But beforehand, use both of these and use them regularly. Feed that mojo bag once a week. Light a candle on Mondays on the jar and use the sugar scrub on Fridays. That's my recommendation. Let's turn this over to uh, Kat and Comedos and see if they've had any alterations, adjustments, or things that they want to add on top of it. I do have what a question. You had, you, well, well, hold, hold on a second. We have one question. We need to get into the chat room here. You said look me over oil on the candles and there was something else. Look me Some over attraction and protection. Attraction and protection. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm going to add healing oil to that. Uh, yeah. Okay, because um, you want to heal fast. Now, ma'am, what was your question? What would I feed the mojo bag with? Uh, whiskey. You can feed it with whiskey. You can feed it with Hoyt's cologne. Or, yeah. because this is for beauty and, and for cosmetic surgery, if there is any particular perfume that you happen to mm-hmm. love 
you can feed it with your perfume, your favorite alcohol perfume, um, whatever that may be. The only one I would not use because it's about surgery, I would not use the the perfume that has the brand name Opium. And my mm. reason for for that is that that will t- I mean it doesn't really have opium in it but it's uh, going to call up a different kind of energy you want to be able to come out of the anesthesia whole sound and quickly so but and I wouldn't use one called poison you know what I'm saying and I wouldn't use one called taboo Right, <laughs> but Good but point. I would use a perfume that you happen to like, whatever it may be. You know, wind song whispers her name, whatever. Forty seven eleven is my favorite. Um, <laughs> all right, how about you, Co? Do you have anything to add to this? Oh no, I think Benjamin Ali gave amazing um, tips and spells. So oh no, all good here. Sounds wonderful. All right. Well, I'm going to put in a couple more ideas about the money because I did not get any money cards, and I mm. and I and I know that was a question about the money. So I'm going to um, uh, tell you something that I would do when I'm trying to accumulate money for something of this nature. I put aside symbolic money every day, and I would you know use a little bowl and um, whatever your pocket change might be, but you want to put in bright, shiny money, and you're just going to put it in this bowl, and, and every penny that you put in, every dime, every nickel, every quarter, every 50-cent piece, every dollar coin, these should be coins now, I want you to touch to it with your um, hand and, and, and hold it to you know hold it in your hand and hold it against your heart and say, if I have the, if I can have the money to do this surgery, I will give this money to others who are in need of surgery. But it need not be for cosmetic surgery. In other words, you can say, I will give this to the hospital fund. I will give this, even, I will give this to cats that need to be neutered or spayed. I, whatever, but it's going to go for surgery. I will give this to those who need surgery, whatever it may be. And then you do what you say you will do. And you fill that bowl with those coins and you pray over those. You say, this, just as I have been blessed to, to accumulate the money that I need for my surgery, so will I bless others by dispersing this money. And you can, uh, if you want to, put it in a PayPal account and put it in a GoFundMe for somebody who needs cosmetic surgery for medical reasons or for personal reasons. You see what I'm getting at? Mm-hmm. All right. Now, that kind of work um, has, has for me, been very productive. It's one of the most productive kind of works I've ever done. When I want to accumulate money, I accumulate a bowl full of money and promise it to somebody for somebody else. It's for the community. It's for somebody who's going to need the help, some burn victim, some lady whose nose is too big, whatever I choose is going to go to that person, okay? All righty. Well, thank you very much, and I hope to hear from you when you're done with your surgery. All right, and we're going to we'll look forward to hearing a successful outcome. All right, now we're going to go to Papa Newt, and we're going to have our next caller. Support for this programming is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com. And by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners, located online at readersandrootworkers.org. And by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of missionary independent spiritual churches, located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our next client. Our next client is calling all the way from Paris, France. This is Dana. Dana, are you there? Hi, yes. 
Hi. Hi, everybody. Hi. Good evening. I see that it's like 1 a.m. where you are at. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Yeah, while well, I'm listening every single night. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Thank you for uh, listening to us. Now, um, looking at your information, is this your first time calling in, is it? Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Oh, welcome, and thank you for allowing us to help you with your situation. Now, I see you mm-hmm. have had another, you had a reading with Contramental Lee or Miss Cat on another situation about four or five years ago, um, and you're, and she, and Dana writes, uh, my father is very violent and a drunk, and I would like to know if God is willing to get us rid of him soon, hopefully dead or very ill physically, he is a monster. Turning back to you, Miss Cat. Well, well, Dana, well, I'm very sorry to hear that you're in such a difficult situation with your father. Yes. I'm going to I'm I'm going to ask uh, two questions before I turn this over to someone else to do the reading. Um how old are you? I'm 41. 41. Okay. And do you live with your father or does your mother or is there other family members being victimized by your father? I, I'm not living with him, but my mother and my sister, they, they do, yes. All right. All right. So now we kind of see the picture here. All right. Um, so I'm going to turn this over to Conjurman Ali for a reading. Is God willing to get rid of him soon, hopefully dead or very ill? Sorry, uh, this extreme question, but... Mm-hmm. Th- yeah, thanks, Kat. I've, I've looked at... So what I've done is I've pulled a, a geomantic reading. Um, and uh, I cast a chart to take a look and see, um, is it possible for, um, for some type of help to happen? Um, and the first that I look at is I look at the judge. So I look at the judge to see if the yes or no answer, this is the right witness, left witness, and get carcer. Carcer is uh, a prison, and that means taking into account the right witness and the left witness, it's an answer of, of an affirmative of dealing with, with your father. Um, it does not, however, seem um, likely that it will be an immediate uh, death, but the carcer does say, refer to containment. It allows us to deal with a particular person. So sending him to jail or, sending, or imprisoning him uh, or some form of him being bedridden or ill are all possible. Um, so I look. So now I'm going to look for further information. I look at the entire chart. This is the 12 houses, um, and the key here, well, what's known as the projection, the what is the key? How do we get this to to, to happen? Um, and it comes in the form of uh, the seventh house, which is an alliance. And here we have Albus, someone who is going to be older. Uh, than yourself, someone who is versed in these matters, who can be an ally towards you and for you and will work on your behalf. Now, we see in the eighth house, the house of death, acquisitio. Uh, and this says that you will need to do some type of root work or magical work in order to make this come about. Um, the unintended kind of consequence of this will be not just that you are free from him, but you'll have a sudden windfall of money too. So that that's kind of a strange flow of t- that's happening there. That you're going to have a sudden windflow, uh, windfall of, of money as well. Um, so it is it is 
positive, yes, you can deal with this matter. You're going to need help in order to do so. Someone who is older, who has done this work before, someone who is skilled in this type of work, you're going to need a root worker, and you're going to need to aim towards imprisonment or illness. Death is not doesn't seem likely at this point in time, but you can make him bedridden, and you can, uh, or you can send him uh, to jail or, or, or prison. So that's what the geomantic reading shows me. The, it's a good answer. It's one that says, yes, there is something that can be done here. It is a difficult situation that you're in, and my heart goes out to you. Um, but know that if you have the right person on your side, you can't just hope that it will happen or pray for this to happen. You need someone that will give it the right nudge. Um, if you can get that person, then, yes, things will turn around uh, for you. So it is important that you spend some time finding the right person, finding the right person to assist you, and doing some stuff yourself until then to protect yourself and your family. Um, that's what I see here. I'm going to turn this over to Co Meadows, who's going to give you your next reading, and then Miss Cat will give you some work recommendations to hopefully protect yourself and your and your family. Um, <clears throat> well, when I pull out the cards here, the very first card you get is a card of storms. The card of storms shows a nail being um, hammered into a tree with the lantern attached which says you're going to be going through a difficult stage and a difficult time with your father that, okay, we understand what you want. Um, you can get what you want, but it's going to be a struggle. It's not going to be an easy fix, okay? The next card mm-hmm. you get, uh, um, the next card you get is the card of um, wash one's hands. This says, you, uh, of course, we need to wash our hands clean of this situation. That this situation almost needs to be neglected. Once you have washed your hands clean of this particular situation, good things are to come. Now, the immediate card that comes after that is the card that is called Papa or Alone, which is Father. This shows him being right here in the midst of all of this. And literally, you get the worst card in my deck immediately after that, which is the card of Goofer. This is of destruction and sudden devastation. And I have a great idea um, that may get you and help you with that sudden, that sudden devastation. So, again, yes, you can get what you want. It's going to take some work. It's, going to be a, it's not going to be a very easy fix but you can definitely get that devastation and that sudden destruction that you need. The last card you get is the card of Motherland, and this shows your mother being released from this situation um, and that she can then put her energy back into you all as children um, of hers, into herself, building herself up and abundance coming of that. So apparently this is definitely hitting very difficult with your mother more so than anybody, and that's what I see. Wow. All right. Uh okay, this is a this is a complicated situation and um and it's very important that you have a root worker work with you. I can give you some ideas, but um one of the things that both of them just said is that you do there's going to be a struggle here. You know, he's not going to roll over and die. Um, so what's going to happen is you're going to need someone to help you, and it may take some time. So uh, let's talk about what you can do to prepare for this. Number one, 
I would like you to ready yourself to work with a root worker. Do you have the following things? I'm going to call him off. You tell me yes or no. Of course, you have his name, right? Yes? Yes. You have his birth date. Absolutely. Have a photo. Yes. Yes. Do you have his hair or his fingernails or anything of his body? Hair, yes. Good. Okay, good. Um, now, can you get a piece I'm of I'm sorry to interrupt you. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I, I, I've put him in a mirror box with the puppet and with all the stuff already. So just oh, good. You've done a mirror box. To. Okay. Very good. Yeah, Very good. Yeah, a few months ago. Yeah. Good. All right. Now, putting someone in a mirror box is not the same as making them physically ill and sickening them unto death. It's a good thing to do, and I I think it's a very good thing because it'll keep him from attacking you. But I'm going in a slightly and different direction here. I've put some good dust in his shoes. I've put some oh, good for dust in his shoes. Good. That's and good, too. All over Wolfer his clothes and, and stuff. Six months wow. ago and nothing happened, so... Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an idea that I'm trying to work toward. Okay, can you get any yes. of his clothing? Just some My clothing that he yes. wore. Yeah, you know his underwear would be good. I want you to sew a doll out of his clothing, and I want okay. you to stuff that stuff that doll with, um, you know, various um, funky evil herbs like vandal root and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, a little bit of mm-hmm. Spanish moss chopped up, things like that. I want you to put mm-hmm. um, uh, pepper pods down in his feet. I definitely want you to put pepper pods in his where his heart and stomach are because I want him to have some sort of pain. And I want you to make this mm-hmm. as a cloth doll, and then I want you to start working with that doll. But you could better, it, it just as easy, send what you've got to somebody who will make such a doll for you. Because Kahneman uh-huh. Ali said you're going to need a helper. You can start working with a doll yourself, and it will save you money. But Kahneman Ali said you're going to need an older person to help you. So uh-huh. I I would, um, for instance, I would ask a root worker to help. Now, there are some. Oh, one of the things you want to do with that doll, by the way, since he's a drunk, you want to soak that doll in alcohol and you can singe it set it on fire there's a lot of things you can do with it i'm just going to i'm not going to give you every way to work with a doll but i am going to tell you do you have miss aida's book called cursing and crossing i have yes you have that book all right that book is an education in itself and one of the things that's given in that book is how to hurt a person with um the things that they do that hurt themselves. Now, when I said soak it in alcohol, I don't mean Florida water. I don't mean perfume. Mm-hmm. I mean whatever that man drinks, whatever it is, soak it, let it dry, soak yeah. it, let it dry. And when you do it, stick some pins into the brain. But I still do think you're going to need a helper. You're going to need somebody who is a root worker who's going to be able to do this from an accomplished point of view, who's done this kind of work before. Now, not mm-hmm. everybody will take on such a job. Some people will, some people mm-hmm. won't. And I'm also going to give you a piece of, of warning here. You don't know God's mind. We've seen here that, that getting him to die is not apparently on the program at this time. 
what seems to be on mm-hmm. the program is getting him either to be physically ill or bedridden or imprisoned or in a psychiatric ward. In other words, anything that will confine him. Therefore, mm-hmm. when you have that doll, you certainly want to take the two hands of that doll and wrap those little hands behind his back and wrap his little feet like a hostage and then wrap his hands to his feet um, and say, okay. now you are you are tied. You cannot do anything. You can no longer hit anybody. You can no longer mm-hmm. yell. You can put um, a tape across his mouth. But the idea here is mm-hmm. to confine him. Another thing that you can do yourself You can go find the tarot card um, that is called uh, the uh, Eight of Swords, and it shows a woman um, with swords all around her. Now, I've used this myself, Mm -hmm. and I have had good satisfaction with it. You're going to take that picture, but you're going to get a photo of him standing, and you can use an X-Acto blade or a pair of scissors, or you can use Photoshop, but you're going to put him into that card, um, bound and tied in the Eight of Swords picture. Okay. Then you take that wow. picture. Once you've, once you've made that, you put that on a glass candle, uh, like a jelly jar candle or a big, tall glass candle, any kind of candle like that, and you can burn that candle. You can do it repeatedly. You can also, if you don't have that kind of candle, because you're in Europe and they don't have those candles, just put that on a board and put it behind where you're burning the candle. I have done this, and I've taught people how to do it, where you just take somebody else's picture and you put them in this card, the Eight of Swords. That is to keep them from um, uh, damaging anybody else. Um, Now, there are many, many other kinds of works that you can do. And I'm going to ask now, we need to talk about, before we're done here, about protecting your mother and your sister. Have you done any protection work for them? I haven't. They have some sort of motorbikes with uh, um, St. Michael uh, and their picture, you know, sandwiched uh, between two two St. Michael cards and some uh, fire wall of protection oil and um, I don't know whatever. I put some camphor inside whatever I've got available at the time. Good. You're doing very good work. You're doing excellent work. I would. Um, the only thing I would add to work like that might be to go and get the um, the graveyard dirt of a famous policeman, and maybe add a little of that in there and say and say to this policeman, uh, hold him down, catch him, catch him at what he does wrong, catch him at at, at what his violence. Um, and I'm sorry to interrupt you. He is a policeman. He well, he's a retired oh now, but he is a policeman. Oh, no. Well, that's one reason why he's so damn protected. Damn. That makes it hard. See, this is the kind of thing we were saying. um, If he's a policeman, you're going to have to, you're really going to need someone else to help. I'm going to say that right up. So let me ask uh, Cohen Ali to come in. What do you think here? I have a really, really interesting one. Um, Do you know or do you guys have a family grave or where the majority of your family is buried? Uh, not not uh, in the na- neighborhood of quite quite far, so not okay. easily well, visible. Yeah. Go to any graveyard that will allow you to take some of this dirt. All right, okay. get some of that dirt. 
I need for you to identify the exact alcohol that he drinks the most of. What you need to yeah, do I know that. is take a piece of licorice root, take some of his hair, wrap it around that okay. licorice root, and I need for you to tie that licorice root in his hair with black string. You're going to drop it into this bottle of alcohol with mm-hmm. graveyard dirt and poppy seeds. You're then going to take that and put it in a wrap the um, alcohol jar, a bottle, with aluminum mm-hmm. foil and leave it in the graveyard. That's a good one. Bury it or just leave it somewhere in the graveyard? Excuse me? She asked you to bury it or just leave it in the graveyard? Um, You can bury it if you like, but the thing about it is as long as that aluminum foil is on it, it doesn't matter if you bury it or not. It's going to keep working on his tail. It's going to drive him stone crazy until his liver shuts down. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to tell you another quick one, too. You can get livers from the butcher. And the liver is good, and the heart is a good one too. And um, take his, take the liver. You chicken liver. Chicken mm-hmm. liver is great. Chicken heart is good. Soak it yeah. in whatever his okay. favorite alcohol is, and just um, you know shake it, shake it, shake it. Soak it in that, and then just take and fry that up, and leave it out for the birds to peck. That's beautiful. That's oh, beautiful great. Work. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I will do that. Well, you have some work on your hands, and uh, and we know that you can succeed, but it's not going to be easy. Ali, do you have anything quick to add? The only thing I'm going to add is you really need to produce a lot of protection work for you um, and, and your family and to ensure that you remain safe. Working with St. Michael is really good in regards to that. That's fantastic. Um, get yourself personal talismans at St. Michael. Uh, if you can get yourself a small medallion, uh, from a local church, uh, have it blessed, mm-hmm. anoint it with some holy oil, and carry that with you, and pray Psalm 91, that can help. Another thing to do, and I tell this in particular for people who are in abusive situations, is to take some bay leaf and slippery elm, burn it to ash, pray Psalm 91, and mark a cross on your shoes. What this helps to do is it helps you navigate and slip through a hostile environment. So if you're in proximity with this person, you want to do something like that to mm-hmm. ensure that you remain safe because he'll still be around. You need to be able to kind of navigate without getting targeted. So burn that uh, slippery elm bay leaf to ash, pray Psalm 91, and use that to mark a cross. Okay. That's a, real, that's a really good traditional one. And another one along those lines is to put salt and pepper in your shoe. And either one of those uh, is really used with Psalms 91. Um, uh, you could even take right out Psalms 91, put the bay leaf, slippery elm, a little salt and pepper on it all together, burn it all up to ash, and then use that ash to mark the soles of your shoes. That's called walking shielded. Walk shielded. Nobody will touch you. Uh, you have a long road ahead of you, honey, so um, good luck. We wish you all the best. Okay. Well, we're going to turn this over to our electronic technical device team. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hooter Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays at 3 to 4.30. 
the Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays 5 to 6. Fit and Foxy with Madame Nadia and Jaya Dania, Wednesdays 6 to 7. The Now You Know Show with Professor Charles Porterfield, Thursdays 6 to 7.30. And The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays 6 to 7. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time for a free spell segment with Co Meadows of comeadows.com in Auburn, Alabama. Take it away, Co. Awesome. So the thing that I really want to um I, the real the thing that I really want people to understand is this in regards to building your faith. Growing up as I did in the conjure community, in a conjure family, in an African American sense, is we must go to our ancestors first. Before you run to any reader, before you run to any root worker, before you start dabbling and doing, you need to have divine discernment. And this is what I was taught. Light a candle on your ancestor altar or your spiritual or sacred space, if you will. And you want to put out a glass of water. But most of all, you need to write a petition of what it is you need. Okay? Be very clear and very plain to what it is you need. So I need a spiritual worker. I need a truthful, honest spiritual worker. Be very clear about that. Um, If it's certain work that you're trying to do for yourself, can this be done? Ask the right questions. Don't say, make make Trevor my husband. Ask the question, should Trevor and I be married? Am I ready? Make sure you go to your ancestors with with this petition. You leave it there. And you give offerings to them for seven days. After the seven days, you can wrap it up, all of those great little goodies, whether it's food or alcohols or cigars or whatever it is, wrap it up, either put it in a brown paper bag, you go and take it to the crossroads. Take it to the crossroads and you leave it there. You do not look back. In my tradition, in my tradition, not saying this is how it must be done, but in my tradition we will leave three pennies, some peanuts, and maybe some chicken. Go home that night, put a bowl of water under your bed, and allow your ancestors to speak to you and bring you the divine discernment and wisdom you need to move forward. And you don't have to do this every single time. There's quite much of a ritual to do every single time that you need something. But the point is, go to your ancestors first. Your spirits will always guide you, teach you, protect you, love you, more than anybody or anything else on this earth. And this is like one of the one of the key fundamental things that you must know when coming into an um a hoodoo community, a conjure community. And one of the things and one of the main things we will be teaching at the Hoodoo Queen Conjure Fed in February. So that's what you have. All right, I'm gonna ask you a serious and not trivial question. When I first encountered Hoodoo. The man who first was, he ran a shop in uh, in Oakland, California, and he, you know, he asked me what I wanted, and he told me what I wanted, and he knew what I wanted. 
But after a while, I went back for the next thing I wanted. First, I just wanted to have a, a, a boy take me to a dance. The next thing I wanted was people to stop bullying me. And it was so easy. I did get the boy to take me to the dance. It all worked so easily. But when I said I want someone to uh, stop bullying me, he asked a question that I could not answer. He said, where are your people buried? And I didn't even know what to say. I said, oh, in Europe, uh, the Nazis, they were killed by the Nazis. I don't even know. I mean, I can't get to Europe, (laughs) you know. And so he then began to tell me that not everybody could physically go to where their ancestors were, but that there were several, many different ways that he knew to either get um, what we might call an adjunct, a teacher, a healer, a policeman, a a pet Mm. to help you as a spirit, or how to connect with your ancestors even if they were across the water. So I want to ask you, Co, from your family, if I came to you and I said, hey, I don't know where anybody's buried, what are you going to tell me? how to connect with my ancestors. The very first thing I always tell people, you always have your ancestors with you, even if you are adopted, even if you know, even say you, everybody in your family is dead and you just know nobody mm-hmm. biologically, your ancestors are with you because they're within your blood. So you can easily put a place of your own hair or you could eat because this is your DNA. You are sharing the same DNA. And if you're, and some people say that's taboo, don't put nothing that's living there. Um, but you can easily put a glass of water and a candle and just speak these very words My ancestors, known and unknown, I call to you for divine protection, guidance, and love. I come to you. Um, you know, with divine protection, guidance, and love. And also, too, you do want to be very careful that you welcome the helpful ancestors and not the crazy, psychotic ones. You want to honor them, too. But when you're looking for guidance and love and protection, you may not want the crazies. Um, So you (laughs) really want to be very clear. So if you don't know, it is okay. Um, You can always speak to that because guess what? I know, I, I mean, I have pictures from 1800 of my ancestors. But beyond that, I have no pictures, but I know they're there, and I pray to them, and I know they're listening, and I know they're guiding me, you know. That's right. So anyone who doesn't know, that is what I would suggest. Yeah. I, I'm i going to uh, put out something, too, that I was taught a long time ago by this very same man. He said, if you don't know where someone's buried and you want to have graveyard dirt, Go to any graveyard to a space where there is no grave. He said, not on the path where people walk, but just where there might be a grave, but there is no grave, just a corner, you know, of the graveyard. And take some of that dirt and take it home. And he said, then you're going to cry some tears into it for what you've lost, whoever you lost, and um, the the broken uh, the broken connection. And then he said, then, then you water it every Sunday with holy water, but not enough to make it mud, just water it a little bit. And he said, after one year, that'll be as good as any graveyard dirt because every week for one year, you poured a little drops of holy water in. Now, this man was a member of the Spiritualist Church, mind you. From um, he he was from uh, Oklahoma, and uh, and he said, so you just do that, and and uh, you'll call them in. And he referenced the Trail of Tears. He was a black Cherokee, and he said, you know, the Trail of Tears. We lost people. We don't know where they are. He says, you just cry some tears for the Trail of Tears. You only have to do that once, and then water that dirt with holy water, and after one year, he said, that's as good as the graveyard dirt because you've called your ancestors into it. 
So I pass that along to anybody who needs to hear that word. Mm. I was taught something similar in that you, when you get graveyard, if you don't know where your ancestors are buried, you can get what was called general graveyard, um, and mm-hmm. you call your ancestors into it. And bitter root was something that you could burn to ash and mix into it to help make a connection, or when you included a little bit of your own hair. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. That's very good, too. Well, Co, I really thank you for being our guest. You've, uh, as usual, you're just an, uh, an enlightened person, a person with many gifts, um, well uh, able to educate others, young as you are. You certainly know this work backward and forward, and I'm going to say something here. That's what is the truth when people come from family traditions and community mm-hmm. traditions. Um, and uh, I'm very pleased to know that you're going to be putting on this gala, this set in uh, in Mobile, Alabama. I think that's wonderful. That's uh, bringing it all back home, as it were. Mm-hmm. Great time today as well. <laughs> it's a, it's, it, yeah, it's a very, very good. All righty. Now, uh, that's going to be February 24th, 2018. If you're listening to this show in the archives before then, look it up. Look up Coe Meadows and, and uh, look for that 2018 Conjure Fed. You're, you're going to love it if you can make it to that. And if you All right. can't make it, you can actually take it online. Oh, good. All right. It'll be online, too. My gosh. All right. Now, um, I'm going to bring in... Papa Newt, and he's going to give our closing announcements, and then we'll all come back at the end, and we're going to say goodbye. Papa Newt. Thank you, Miss Cat and Countryman Ali, and thank you, Co Meadows of CoMeadows.com in Auburn, Alabama, for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week when our special we'll have another special fine special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Rootworkers. So stay tuned. Once again, we come to an end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Miss Cat by the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and Contraband Ali at theContraband.com in Mission Viejo, California. I'm your announcer, Papa New, joining you from PapaNew.com in Omaha, Nebraska. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 6 p.m. Eastern at 3 p.m. Pacific, and the shows are available in archive via luckymojo.com slash radioshow.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to say thank you for being here, and I invite you to tune in once again at the same time when you'll hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jugman playing the Jugman Vault. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you, Papa Newt. Um, and um, I want to thank everybody for being in the chat room. We had a great crowd, a lot of good questions. The chat rooms are uh, logged and kept at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com. All right. Good night. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.